When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. In today's show, I'll be breaking down the latest Bitcoin technical analysis. And did you know exactly one year ago today, El Salvador became the first nation on the planet to start buying one Bitcoin every single day. And at that time, it's acquired since 13 million in BTC for nine and a half million USD, which is a 120% gain. And ironic enough, Bitcoin is up 100%, 120%, I should say, on the year. Talk about a legendary dollar cost average. Also, Bitcoin broke a new all time high in Turkey overnight, where the official inflation rate is 61% kind of seems like a precursor of what's going to happen to the US dollar. Also, Ferrari's Bitcoin acceptance is a major market win, according to the CoinFlip CEO. Let's go, Rari's. Also, Grayscale's Ethereum Futures ETF is a Trojan horse for the spot Ethereum ETF, according to this analyst. I'll be breaking this down for you. Also, the SEC delays their decision on the hashtag spot Bitcoin ETF conversion. And there is a final window of opportunity to get all 12 of these ETFs approved by Friday, but the clock is quickly ticking as that's right around the corner. We're also going to be discussing BlackRock just filed an S1 form for their spot Ethereum ETF with the SEC. We're also going to be discussing everything regarding the BlackRock CEO Larry Fink and his bullishness on Bitcoin as it is a flight to quality. We'll also be taking a look at the overall crypto market. All this plus so much more in today's show. Yo, what's good, crypto fam? This is first and foremost a video show. So if you want the full premium experience with video, visit my YouTube channel at CryptoNewsAlerts.net. Again, that's CryptoNewsAlerts.net. Welcome, crypto fam. What it do? Appreciate y'all tuning in. Without further ado, let's kick it off with our market watch. You should be able to see on your screen. We got Bitcoin currently consolidating after looking to re-break or retest 38,000. We came just short, currently trading at 36,700. We have Ether in the red, BNB, Solana, and XRP all correcting and in the red, while Cardano, AVAX, and Doge are pumping and in the green. And checking out coinmarketcap.com, we can see the current crypto market cap sits at 1.41 trillion with 74 billion in volume in the past 24 hours with the Bitcoin dominance back on the decline at 50.9%. And checking out the top 100 crypto gainers of the past 
past 24 hours, we have YFI up 30% for the day, trading at 14,500, followed by Render up 25%, trading at $3.30, followed by Cospa up 19%, trading just under 14 cents. Now, let me know which altcoins, if any, are you most bullish on for this cycle? Let me know in those comments. I appreciate it. And checking out Crypto Bubbles, we can see on the daily, a lot of the alts have been pulling back as yesterday, everything was soaring and in the green. Celestia is down 11.4%. And uh, just overall, more losses than gains. But this is to be expected with consolidation after a very bullish sentiment and market pump in the entire crypto market. And checking out the Crypto Greed and Fear Index, we're currently rated a 70 in greed. Yesterday, a 60. Last week, a 69. And last month, a 52, which is neutral. So there you have it. How many of you are currently bullish on the King Crypto? Do let me know. But without further ado, let's break down today's Bitcoin technical analysis. Check out the charts where the Bitcoin price action is likely to go next. And welcome those just joining us. Bitcoin circled the key level into the November 16th Wall Street Open after copycat Bitcoin price action produced a fresh attack of 38,000. Look at that chart. We got so freaking close. Again, it was like 37,999, just like we witnessed a few days back. So Cointelegraph and TradingView showed a swift turnaround for the king, which reversed upwards after a precipitous uh, come down earlier in the week. The daily chart printed a nearly identical pattern to that seen the week prior. Exactly. Talk about deja vu with 38,000 still acting as a firm resistance. Let me know when you feel we're likely to break that resistance. Now at around 37.4, Bitcoin was testing what analysts highlighted as an essential support zone to retain. As Scoo points out here, Bitcoin on the four-hour chart, price in the area of interest now. The bulls should pray here, <laughs> in my opinion. And monitoring resource material indicators revealing a tentative long signal on one of its proprietary trading indicators said the current price zone held the difference between further upside and invalidation. Quoting them here, trend precognition indicates that this rally may not be over yet. 40,000 has come into focus, but there certainly are no guarantees Bitcoin can reach it this week. For a dip below 33, or sorry, 35,375 would invalidate the trading signals. So that's the line in the sand to keep your eyes out on if we drop below that be prepared, and it'll be another great buying opportunity. The initial upside push came as the U.S. regulators expended, extended the delay on deciding whether or not to approve various ETFs. November has seen a stream of rumors over a possible watershed moment for Bitcoin being about to hit in the form of the country's first Bitcoin spot, price-based ETF. Now, while a delay preserved the uncertain status quo, the markets had no time for cold feet, a curious move that did not go unnoticed by popular trader, SKU, as well as others. As SKU shares here, decent game theory take, it would make sense for the spot ETFs to be approved first in a blend to be more regulated and approved later on. All speculative, though till, whatever, is approved first. Now let's discuss some of the open interests. Analyzing market composition, fellow trader and analyst Dan Crypto Trades argues that there was now a more compelling case for staying higher. This was thanks to the lower open interest and funding rates compared to the peaks over the past week, quitting the analysts here. Even though the price is at similar levels as last week, the open interest is still considerably less. Funding rates also slightly lower. I think we got a better and more healthy base now than we were where we were last week, as outlined here in this open interest chart. Let me know if you agree or disagree with the analysts. And it was exactly one year ago on today, El Salvador became the first nation to start buying one Bitcoin every day. At that time, or in that time, it acquired 13 million in Bitcoin 
Bitcoin at nine and a half million USD, which is 120% gain, which is a legendary dollar cost average. Which nation states do you think are to follow in the footsteps of Bukele, who laid out the blueprint? Please do let me know. And this was the initial tweet back on, uh, it was November 16, 2022. We're buying one Bitcoin every day starting tomorrow. What a G. And as shared here, also breaking news, Bitcoin broke a new all-time high in Turkey overnight, where the official inflation rate is 61%. And as I mentioned earlier, this could be a precursor of what's going to happen to the US dollar as Bitcoin is clearly the apex predator and all fiat currencies go to zero against the king, just saying. But let's dive into our next story of the day. We got a lot to cover. Let's discuss Ferrari and Bitcoin being a big milestone moment for the king crypto, according to the coin flip CEO. Ferrari's decision, and if you missed the news a few weeks back, they announced that they're now accepting Bitcoin to buy your Ferrari. That's right. They allow U.S. residents to buy its cars in exchange for crypto, such as Bitcoin, has become one of the biggest market wins this year, according to the CEO of the Bitcoin ATM operator, CoinFlip. Ferrari has been aware of the growing demand from clients for alternative payment solutions and decided to support dealers in meeting these client requests. Here's what the representative had to share. The source of the cryptocurrencies will be proven. The volatility risks associated with exchange rates will be eliminated. Dealers and ultimately Ferrari will receive payments in traditional currency and will not be managing cryptocurrencies directly. So there you have it. Ferrari added the crypto payment support by integrating BitPay, which is a major crypto payment firm serving global brands like AMC Theaters and electronics retailer Newegg, amongst others. And according to BitPay, Ferrari customers in 10 U.S. locations, including Washington and Vegas, can now exchange their crypto for a top Ferrari model, such as the SF90 Stradale or the Ferrari Purosage. I don't know if I'm pronouncing these right, fam. Correct me. Daytona SP. P3 and others. All I got to say is these Ferraris are sexy as all hell. But according to the coin flip CEO, Ben Wise, Ferrari's move to accept crypto payments is significant for this market. Quoting him here, their notable reputation can increase adoption, cryptocurrency value, and consumer confidence. Wise said, suggesting their crypto move is also likely to spark interest from lawmakers to develop clear regulatory frameworks. Weiss believes that Ferrari's push will eventually push more traditional global firms to accept Bitcoin as a payment. I agree. Here's what he says. It's not a matter of will the big name companies follow Ferrari's footsteps, but when. Bitcoin is the best performing asset of the decade, proving it's here to stay and encouraging other big names like PayPal and BlackRock to embrace digital assets preach. Now, the Ferrari decision to adopt crypto payments has come in line with aspects related to environmental, social, and corporate governance. The firm's representative shared the analysis of data regarding the environmental impact associated with crypto has been a fundamental part of our decision-making process to adopt cryptocurrencies in line with our objective to become carbon neutral by 2030. So according to industry analysts, the share of Bitcoin mining energy from renewable resources exceeded 50% as of mid-September of this year. However, Elon has yet to adopt the Bitcoin payment option after halting those payments in 2021 over carbon concerns and FUD, which makes me question the motives of Elon. What are your thoughts? Quoting them here, Tesla still accepts Dogecoin and Elon continues to be a proponent of crypto, Dogecoin. CoinFlip CEO Weiss noted, adding that Tesla's founder could also boost crypto adoption by simply introducing it to the social media platform, which I think is going to be coming around the corner. Elon also has significant experience 
with payments from his PayPal days as he was an early founder, right? And if Elon decides to bring payments to X, which we all know he's going to do, as many expect, crypto would be a natural payment rail. And he's also come out and said he's not going to be launching his own crypto, but isn't it ironic he is still standing strong behind Dogecoin? Makes you go, hmm, why is that? Is he an enemy of Bitcoin behind the scenes, but even though he has it on his own balance sheet for Tesla, why hasn't he began accepting Bitcoin payments for his cars, knowing that ESG was nothing more than FUD? You know what I mean? Questions you gotta ask yourself. Now, in a publicly accessible doc titled What You Need to Know If You Use Bitcoin, Tesla listed several facts about the crypto, including the Bitcoin payments, are irreversible, which is a fact. That's just the way the Bitcoin network works. No do-overs. So please make sure you enter the correct Bitcoin price in the amount field and the correct Bitcoin address in the recipient field. The document reads. And some more advice for anyone just sending crypto for the first time, send the test. You don't need to send the full amount. If you wanted to hypothetically, ultimately send $10,000, you can start with a dollar and just see if it works, you know what I mean? And get the feel for it. You don't have to go crazy, especially as a noob. Let's dive into our next story of the day and discuss this Trojan ETF. That's right, Grayscale ETH Futures ETF is a Trojan horse for the Spot Ethereum ETF, according to this analyst. So let's break this down. Grayscale Investments is using its Ether Futures ETF app as a Trojan horse to corner the US SEC into approving the first Spot Ethereum ETF, according to Bloomberg analysts. Uh, James Safart, who is the ETF expert. He said in a new post on X following the SEC delaying the Grayscale ETH futures Ethereum bid that he believes that the SEC approves the Grayscale app. It would enable Grayscale to argue for the approval of its spot Ethereum ETF application. Now, if the SEC denies Grayscale's bid, the asset manager could argue that the SEC is treating Bitcoin and Ethereum future ETFs differently by allowing one under the Securities Act of 1933, but not the other. Quoting the analysts here, watch the SEC try to either approve or argue why this is different from a spot or deny and argue why 1933 Act products are meaningfully different from the 1940 Act products. Both are bad for the SEC, in my opinion. Genius move. Now, Grayscale's Ether Futures ETF a bid was submitted via a 19B4 form, which is filed to inform the SEC of a security-based swap request. Safart said that none of the 40 or so approved Ether ETF products went through the 19B4 approval process. This is the first. Safart was initially unsure why Grayscale filed its Ether futures ETF via the 19B4. He now believes Grayscale is playing chess with the SEC by using the Ether Futures ETF as a Trojan horse to obtain a 19B4 order form from the regulator to corner them into a lose-lose situation. Well, if so, checkmate. Obviously, BlackRock knows what they're doing. Quoting James here, I was initially unsure whether I would even file for this, but my thoughts have evolved over the last few weeks, and they are basically this. Grayscale's playing chess not checkers here. They're likely hoping to force the SEC into issuing the 19B4 decision on the Ethereum uh, futures ETF. Safart and Scott Johnson, the general president of Van Buren Capital added, Grayscale wouldn't launch the Ether futures ETF. So doubtful this product ever trades, but useful as a vessel to get spot Ether over the finish line. Very clever indeed. Kudos to Grayscale. Now Safart's comments come as the SEC the latest decision on the Grayscale Ether futures ETF just yesterday, November 15th, two days earlier than the November 17th deadline, which is tomorrow. Safart said he wasn't surprised 
by the delay. And also we're gonna be discussing hash dex now, which is actually our next story of the day. Next up, uh, yeah, let's break down more detailed these ETF delays, which just literally got delayed. The SEC announced the delay in its decision process on the Hashdex applicant to convert its existing Bitcoin futures ETF as a spot. Hashdex is a prominent fund manager who applied in September to transform its ETF listed on the New York Stock Exchange into the spot ETF. This move is noteworthy because Hashdex's proposal involves a unique approach to managing ETF assets. The fund manager plans to hold a diversified mix of assets, including Bitcoin future contracts, spot Bitcoin, and cash. This strategy is designed to mitigate the risks associated with market manipulation as well as enhance the ETF stability. And in response to the Hashdex app, the SEC issued a filing yesterday, November 15th, explaining its decision to extend the review period by another 45 days. The agency cited the need for more time to thoroughly assess and the proposed rule changes and address the issues raised during the evaluation process. Quoting them here, the commission finds it appropriate to designate a longer period within which it'll take action on the proposed rule change so that it has sufficient time to consider the proposed rule change and the issues raised therein, according to the SEC announcement. Now, simultaneously and interestingly enough, the SEC delayed the decision on Grayscale's attempt to launch a new futures-based Ethereum ETF. This delay is is the case related to the rule change associated with the Grayscale proposed Ethereum Futures ETF. Grayscale Investments filed for the new ETF tracking Ethereum Futures in September under the Securities Act of 1933 and the Investment Company Act of 1940, and the SEC previously approved Bitcoin Future ETFs registered under both acts. These delays come at a time of heightened anticipation within the crypto industry for the federal regulator's potential approval of the spot ETF. The SEC has thus far rejected all attempts to list such a product from general investing public. And this all began over a decade ago with the Winklevoss twins handing in the first application for the spot ETF. They've been getting denied ever since. Now in 2023 alone, more than a dozen companies have submitted apps to launch spot ETFs and several others are seeking approval for similar products tied to Ethereum. And the regulator has yet to indicate how it might ultimately rule on these latest submissions, leaving the industry in anticipation as well as uncertainty all by design because uncertainty causes panic in the market and like you see right now the market doesn't know how to react if we get the news yo we just green lit 12 spot ets from the major asset managers controlling 25 trillion in assets under management green light we can return to all-time highs at the blink of an eye god candles send it Let's go. Let's break down our next story of the day. I still got some more to share with you. Let's discuss the BlackRock Ethereum ETF form, which was just submitted today and coming in as breaking news. BlackRock, the world's largest asset manager, they're known to control 9, 10 trillion of assets under management, officially filed for the spot Ethereum exchange traded fund with the US SEC, November 15th. The Ether ETF dubbed the iShares Ethereum Trust aims to reflect generally the performance of the price of Ether, read the S1 filed with the SEC. Now the iShares brand is associated with the BlackRock ETF products with its Bitcoin ETF called the iShares Bitcoin Trust, the trust appoints Coinbase as the custodian for the underlying 
uh, Ethereum. Now, the move by BlackRock comes nearly a week after it registered the iShares Ethereum Trust with Delaware's division of corporations. And almost six months after, it filed for the spot Bitcoin ETF application. And here's the official listing right here. As you can see, it's called the S1 form file with the SEC on November 15th. It shows you right here the iShares Ethereum Trust sponsored by iShares Delaware Trust. The exact name of the registrant shows you the address, and ultimately, it's just the official filing. BlackRock started the spot Bitcoin ETF rush earlier this year, demonstrating the growing interest of institutions in the crypto market. And within six months, it now joins a growing list of institutions filing for the spot Ethereum ETF. Now, filing for a spot ETF is a two-step process where the ETF issuer must get the SEC approval from the Trading and Markets Division on the 19B4 filing and the Corporate Finance Division on its S1 filing or prospectus. The spot Ethereum ETF rush in 2023 began early November when the SEC acknowledged Grayscale's investment app to convert its Ethereum trust into an ETF following the likes of their Bitcoin trust GBTC into a spot ETF. That's the game plan. Now, many institutional giants have also filed for the crypto spot ETFs during the last bull cycle as well, only to face rejection from the SEC and no Claire Gare, which claimed the size of the crypto market was not big enough for the spot crypto ETF, where it may have been Jay Clayton who preceded uh, Mr. Gensler. Now, market pundits and ETF analysts have predicted the chances of approval for the spot Bitcoin ETF by early 2024, January 10th being the deadline, are as high as 90%. And these predictions come from the top ETF analysts over at Bloomberg. Now, while the approval for the spot Bitcoin ETF or Ether ETF will probably come after that, which is a given, the institutional rush into crypto-based spot ETFs comes as the crypto market is in a recovery phase, having gained a significant chunk of lost ground from the previous bear market. How many of you remember those $69,000 all-time highs? I cannot wait for those moments to come back, entering price discovery mode, hitting six figures, celebrating with the fam here in Puerto Rico for a $100,000 fiesta. Let's go. Now let's dive into our breaking story of the day. A tsunami is coming into Bitcoin, according to BlackRock CEO, Larry, aka Lawrence Fink, the big dog. So let's break down what the big dog has to say. When he was uh, making his rounds on mainstream television, this is what he shared. This rally is way beyond the rumor. I think the rally today is about a flight to quality with all the issues around the Israeli war now, global terrorism. And I think there is more people running into a flight. The quality, whether that's in treasuries, gold, or crypto, and depending upon how you think about it, and I believe crypto will play that type of role as a flight quality. Amen. Larry Fink, preach. Now I want to share with you this bullish price prediction, and then I'm going to be sharing with you some bullish news as well. But they're also claiming that Tether, USDT, and USDC Circle are threats to Bitcoin and their ETF, which is interesting, which leads me to believe, does BlackRock and Mr. Fink have plans of launching their own stablecoin? Well, let's discuss all of it. Let's start with the prediction. The anonymous host of Invest Answers is predicting the approval of a spot ETF will trigger massive inflows from the Wall Street giants. The analyst shares that investing giants, Fidelity, which controls four and a half trillion in assets under management, Charles Schwab, you can see them here on the screen, seven trillion in assets under management. You got Citadel, which is a half a trillion. You got Deutsche Bank, which is just above a trillion. BlackRock, which is considered nine to 10 trillion. You got Nomura, which is 
1.7 trillion and Franklin Templeton, which has 1.4 trillion. Collectively, you add these up, we're talking 25 trillion in assets under management. This is a pretty big deal, clearly. Now, according to the analysts, if the seven Wall Street firms allocated just half a percentage of point of their assets under management into the spot Bitcoin ETF in the first year, then after the April 2024 halving, Bitcoin could surge by approximately 3,200% from the current levels in half than in less than half a decade. Quoting him here, if the Wall Street giants allocate a half a percent of the assets under management that many believe they will probably do very easily agreed. It's a given. Now, especially with the connections, the pension funds, et cetera, that need some type of alpha to dip their pension funds out of the hole or else they're just going to go backward and become defunct. This is the assumption that half a percent of asset managers uh, go into the first year uh, from April 2024 all the way up. And if this happens just for the first year, the demand will spike in the price of Bitcoin by April 2028. And again, assuming that a half a percent allocation happens, again, very conservative, right, fam? In the first year, another half a percent in the second year, et cetera, et cetera. That will take us to the price of $920,000 per Bitcoin in the year April of 2028. Let me know if you agree or disagree with the analysts. I think this is right in a line with Kathy Wood, who's calling for a million dollar price by 2030. Keeping in mind, the next halving is five months out, 2024. The following halving is 2028, and it's typically preceding the halving when we hit a cycle peak. So I'm guesstimating we hit a $1 million Bitcoin price between the year 2028 in 2030. But what are your thoughts, fam? Let me know. Now, hypothetically, what if they allocated only a half a percent for the first year, but then the following year they put 2%? Or what if they go to 3%, 4 5%? Then it's game on. What if they pull a Ricardo Salinas, the third richest man in Mexico, multi-billionaire, thanks to Bitcoin as well. Bitcoin, he says, is best investment he's ever made. Now, he has over the majority of his portfolio in Bitcoin. What if a major asset manager like BlackRock says, hey, screw the half a percent. We're going hard. We're going to put 20% in. Game on. You could only imagine. And what if one asset manager does it? It could be a domino effect and others can do the same. Nobody wants to miss out. So when the Wall Street giants start buying Bitcoin, should the spot ETFs get the green light? The analyst says, we know it's a given. We already know BlackRock began seeding their spot Bitcoin ETF back in October, according to Larry Fink. And quoting them here, one of the senior executives from BlackRock said they will get that spot ETF in the next three to six months. I think it's going to be less than 55 days with that deadline now being uh, January 10th. And as I said, it has to be before the halving. BlackRock doesn't want to come in after the halving. They know that's when the fireworks will go off. So send it and let's go. And let me know if you agree or disagree with the crypto analysts. I'm going to share one more bonus story for you regarding BlackRock considering Tether a risk for the Bitcoin ETF and why they may be claiming this. Let's break it down. BlackRock's ETF app was again the talk of the crypto town this week, but this time triggered by Tether FUD, which seems to be a very common occurrence just FYI, if you haven't noticed. Although the filing is from June, industry watchers recently pointed out that the world's biggest fund manager had included warnings about how Tether and the stablecoin market in general could negatively impact Wall Street titans, Bitcoin ambitions. Who cares what their ambitions are, right? Now, crypto critic and synonymous Twitter user Bitfinex pointed out BlackRock is spreading Tether FUD. I agree there. Labeling a section in BlackRock's filing that asserted that the price of Bitcoin can be affected by stablecoins as seeding fear. That's FUD, fam. Fear, uncertainty, and doubt. You got to call it for what it is. What could BlackRock's endgame be? Well, here's what Bitfinex shared. Nito, 
BlackRock is spreading Tether FUD, mentioned unbanked stablecoins, and create artificial demand. Very interesting, right? Now, uh, discloses Tether fraud has been sanctioned or unbacked Tethers, discloses Tether laundering money. So clearly, uh, Tether is an enemy of Larry Fink and BlackRock. And I personally feel anyone who is an enemy of Tether is probably more than likely an enemy of Bitcoin to some degree here. I know they're launching the ETF, they're bullish as all hell, but the FUD never ends. Why do the true enemies always go after Tether and Bitcoin collectively? It's interesting. But again, in this case, they're embracing Bitcoin and going after Tether. That leads me to believe something very fishy is going on. So first things first, BlackRock, which has over $9 trillion and assets under management, sent shockwaves to the crypto world after it filed for the spot ETF back in June, which sent the Bitcoin price action on a frenzy. The prestigious fund managers app and subsequent comments from the CEO, Larry Fink, has led people to believe that Bitcoin is just a stone's throw away from massive institutional adoption. Preach. And although the SEC hasn't yet approved a Bitcoin ETF, experts say it's only a matter of time, given a 90% probability we get that green light by January 10th, roughly 55 days out. Now, every ETF app needs to disclose the risks. So what was the Tether FUD. While the trust does not invest in stablecoins, it may nonetheless be exposed to risks that stablecoins pose for the Bitcoin market and other digital asset markets. BlackRock's filing red. Because a large portion of the digital asset market still depends on stablecoins such as Tether and USDC. Now, interestingly, they're an investor, I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, but Circle is the parent company of USDC. And they're also calling out USDC, which makes it that much more interesting. There is a risk that a disorderly depegging or a run on Tether or USDC can lead to a dramatic market volatility and digital assets more broadly. Now, Tether mints USDT, which is the third largest crypto after Bitcoin and Ethereum, currently with a market cap of $87 billion. And they even have Bitcoin on their balance sheet. Tether is making big moves. And clearly, this is nothing more than FUD. Now, USDT is the most traded digital asset uh, stablecoin, a crypto backed by the stable asset used to enter and exit trades quickly and without using a traditional bank or fiat currency. It's a way to maintain within the crypto ecosystem. How many of you have used Tether USDT? Please let me know. It's especially useful when dollars are restricted or unavailable, particularly in the sphere of DeFi, which seeks to disintermediate the banks. But Tether is controversial. It has been slow to provide documentation. Again, this is FUD in my opinion, but I'm reading you the story. Um, and prove that the US dollar backs it, but we do know that is a fact. The entity is not independently audited, they claim. In 2021, Tether agreed to no longer do business in New York. I believe they opened up shop in El Salvador. And I don't blame them. That's where I would be as well. And they claim the New York Attorney General, they found it had made false statements about its backing of the stablecoin. Again, in my opinion, that's FUD until they can prove it. And BlackRock has to disclose this concerns around the impact that a stablecoin collapse like Tether can have on Bitcoin in the crypto market so not to be overblown. And when algorithmic stablecoins like Terra UST imploded last year, I wouldn't be comparing uh, these algorithmic uh, stablecoins to Tether, FYI, because they're different. Uh, Tether is actually backed by more than one-to-one, -one, according to Max Kaiser, just FYI. Bitcoin did take that heavy hit, and the rest of the digital asset market 
followed. Now, fierce critics of Tether will continue to doom monger. That's right. They have always said that Tether can harm Bitcoin, but we all know it complements one another. Uh, just ask the high priest of Bitcoin yourself, uh, Max Kaiser. But that was just hypothetical, right? The BlackRock needed to mention whatever they could to theoretically happen to the crypto market. Tether didn't answer Decrypt's questions, but Van X strategy advisor, Gaber Gerbach, said on Twitter that there was not much to read into the comments from BlackRock. And I agree. So let's read what Gerber Gerbachs had to share here. Gaber Gerbachs, my bad. He has an interesting name, right? Try saying that three times as fast as you can. Regarding BlackRock's disclosure of the stablecoin's poison risk to Bitcoin, ETF issuers do list all risks that they think of in the disclosure. The US dollar itself and the banking availability are risks, and so are electronic outages and natural disasters. Not much to read into, in my opinion. The regulators also flag potential risks around a number of digital asset market structure matters, including stablecoins, many years ago. So there's nothing new here. And as a result, the course ETF issuers will do their best to disclose any potential risks. This is standard process and prudent practice. So there you have it, my crypto fam. What are your thoughts surrounding Bitcoin as they flight to quality as the ETFs start to get these green lights? Where do you think it's likely to send the King Crypto? Let me know your thoughts in the comments right down below. And don't forget to check out CryptoNewsAlerts.net for the full premium experience with video and to participate in our live Q&A. And I look forward to seeing you on tomorrow's episode. HODL!